Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. There is so much to catch up on this week. Julie and I had to nix topics because there's just so much royal stuff happening that we almost had too much. Um, Kate Middleton in tears. We will explain what that's all about. Also, a lot of you guys I know are interested to hear about and discuss Megan and Harry's big move uh, 25 miles away from Kate and William. We'll talk about that as well. Also kind of related to that, there's rumors of tension amongst the Fab Four, even more so than before. And Melissa has been unmasked, our very own hero. I feel like it was better than I could have ever. I feel like we we um, wondered about this last time we talked about Melissa. Uh, who can remember a time before we were talking about Melissa? Honestly, I can't. But I feel like the fact that we got a visual of her is better than I was even expecting. So much better. And Josh found the most amazing detail about her life on Facebook. So just get ready for that. Yeah, we have some exclusive Melissa information. Uh, but, all right. But first, let's talk about this bizarre item that came out, I guess, earlier this week. It was. I guess the headline sounds very salacious, which it kind of is, but it's a strange item in that we don't actually know that many details. Basically, the Daily Telegraph ran this report that Kate was said to be, quote, left in tears, quote, after a fitting for Princess Charlotte's bridesmaid dress ahead of Meghan Markle's wedding to Prince Harry. So... Kate had only just given birth to Prince Louis at this point, if we remember. So this was like right after she gave birth to Louis. Uh, Charlotte, I guess, was getting fitted for her dress. And the source told the Daily Telegraph Kate was feeling quite emotional. Though what is so weird about this whole report is that we don't know anything else about sort of like what upset her. Why was she crying? I feel like it's sort of couched as if somehow Megan had something to do with it. Like she came in and looked Charlotte's like dress up and down and like gave a disapproving glare or something like, like they make it seem as if somehow Megan was involved in the breakdown, but we don't really know. All we know is that Julie, I don't know. Like what, what do you make of this? Cause it says, and then it says several insiders have told people that there was a notable amount of stress surrounding those involved in the wedding, which again, to me is kind of trying to hint at somehow there was like a whirlwind of stress going on here that led to Kate being quote left in tears. Okay. A few hot takes. First of all, Prince. So princess, <laughs> princess Charlotte got a dress fitting, but Megan, didn't I don't know that that raises a few questions for me second it's weird that this source kind of stopped right before explaining the tears because by even saying that Kate was in tears and she's a royal they're famously unemotional supposed to be kind of composed at all times that raises more questions it's very suspicious to me also, what's the worst that could have happened during this dress fitting? Like, I get that she must have been riding all kinds of hormonal waves, but I'm just so curious. Right. I feel like it's interesting. I kind of wonder 
like the provenance of this whole story in that I'm like imagining, you know, like in a soap opera TV show or Gossip Girl or something, you'd see like a character like kind of standing behind a doorway overhearing something. Then they kind of like cut to that person before the commercial break. Like, I feel like this item makes me feel like someone weirdly like walked by the fitting because it's just weird. Why wouldn't whoever this person is explain more if they really knew? So it makes me think that someone just caught like a glimpse from through a doorway but doesn't actually know. And then the Daily... The, I was about to say Daily Mail, but it was the Daily Telegraph this time. Like the Daily Telegraph just like, we're running with this because they just like decided to send the tip in. And normally they might be a little bit more, you know, trying to fill out the story. But in this case, it was juicy enough that they just ran with it with no details. Because it's just so weird. It's like all we know is that she was in tears. But we have no idea why. I thought at first you were going to say that maybe Kate kind of accidentally overheard maybe Megan, oh. like the wedding planner. Well, that's another <laughs> that's another her. theory. But who would know about all of this? Like, I feel like there aren't that many people allowed in for the Princess Charlotte dress fitting. I love that this all took place related to like a three-year-old's dress fitting. Like, what a weird occasion for this bunch of drama. Um, right, because no one's dissing how Charlotte <laughs> no. looks in the dress. So like, what, what happened? Um, also, Julie included a great other point here from the Daily Telegraph, which sort of could be a clue, perhaps, um, which is that it says just kind of, I guess, unrelated to the Charlotte incident, but just sort of as like context. Megan is an extrovert, whereas Kate is quite shy. So are we meant to sort of like understand that somehow their clashing kind of styles led to this sort of tiff? Um I feel like there's something there. Right, I know. Like, Megan said something so brazen during this, like, toddler dress fitting that Kate couldn't even hold it together. Whatever it is, they're giving us incredible parameters for our fantasy fiction. Well, that's the like, thing, we have this I know. To dr- it's like, this is, like, truly just, like, a prompt for us. Like, I feel as if there was, it was no more than that. Um, but I am intrigued... We talked about this last week about the timing of these stories that are coming out. Um, the What Megan Wants, Megan Gets story. Uh, the Melissa we'll talk about in a bit, leaving. I feel like this is in that sort of vein where it's like not really about Megan. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about the friction between the two couples. But like, I don't know. It just sort of is, I feel like we're getting the flood. Like the floodgates are open. I love the way that you casually rolled off the what Megan wants, what Megan gets reference as though it's some like famous historical. It's up there with like, you know, Marilyn Monroe singing happy birthday to the JFK. But like, I feel, don't you know, like something has just changed. Don't you feel that way? We, we monitor this stuff very closely. I feel like all of a sudden the stories all have like a different vibe. It used to be so much more like everyone was cheery and getting along and the queen and Megan were like going to, you know, out to sushi for brunch. Like, I don't know. It just, it felt like a little bit more like everyone was vibing. Now I feel like we're getting these kind of like weird, like tense stories. I feel like it almost had to do with Prince Charles. That was just the first kind of uh, like a game of Jenga. Someone pulling the first little block. <laughs> right. And his royal biographer released all those details about, you know, what, what Megan wants, what Megan gets. It all started with what Megan wants, Megan gets. 
Right. And in the palace, they're breaking up their palaces and now they're moving. It just, it's gathering so much momentum. Um, so there's also this, oh, so Katie Nichol of Any Fair Contributor uh, wrote something for Grazia, I guess, about what called Why Kate Middleton Has Nothing to Prove. And this is like sort of a counter take, which is interesting, which is that her uh, sourcing, I guess, has indicated that Kate actually likes that Megan has taken the spotlight and that she's now more confident than ever. Um, Julie is giving a skeptical look at this take, so I'm curious what you have to say about it. But there's this quote from the famous Charles biographer, Kate was a little slow in her learning, but she's always been careful to watch. She had eight or nine years to learn the ropes, and the way she presents herself and the way she operates now means the family are happy to let her get on with it. She has never put a foot wrong. Like we've talked about this. I feel like she does seem to have like some new confidence coming back from this maternity leave. Um, I do feel like there's a sort of added, I don't know, glimmer in sort of her, her whole persona. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm not sure how much to read that as like versus, you know, what vis-a-vis Megan and if that's like sort of why she feels more confident or not. What a great compliment. If someone told me that there was a new glimmer in my persona, I would be so touched. (laughs) I hope Kate's listening. Do you feel like Kate maybe is? I feel like we've said that. Like, I feel like she could just be freed up in some way. Right. I don't want to believe that she's shy to Megan's extrovert. I feel like that's, that's underestimating Kate. And I want Kate to achieve. I want her to be a little bit more scandalous. I feel like she's really... I think it has to do more with just her comfort in the role rather than right. confidence or shyness or anything. She's very comfortable and with the spotlight on Megan, kind of she has a little more flexibility. She's kind of sharing the spotlight a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I do wonder if like now we'll talk about the move in a second, but like I feel like they need the palace needs to try to figure something out here. Like Kate and Megan I wouldn't be surprised if we see like sort of maybe even like an unauthorized trip where we just get some paparazzi shots that are sanctioned by the palace of like Kate and Megan out for like lunch or something. I feel like they need to do some damage control on this whole Kate, Megan, the couple's situation. When you said unauthorized, I got so excited. Should we take a book leave and put together our unauthorized like biography of of Kate Kate and and Megan like behind the scenes? But don't you feel like they need to, like, show us that things are all good? Yes. Yes. Especially given all this flurry of reports. If I was the palace, kind of anyone's PR advisor, I would be on the phone with Megan's person trying to coordinate some sort of, like, I don't know what, like, like cute paparazzi. What would be, like, your caught, dream like, thing? What would be trip? your dream thing to see Kate and Megan doing? A mimosa brunch, probably. What would be yours? Yeah, I kind of I could see them doing some weird, like I don't know. I guess Megan isn't as like because Kate's so sporty. Couldn't you see them doing some weird, uh, like playing squash or something? <laughs> like, like, like I could see them having doing some weird athletic event together. But I feel like that is where they align least is in terms of athleticism because Kate is all about the tennis, whereas Megan is all about finding her inner zen at 5 a.m. doing yoga. Yeah, and Megan wants to be the one, like, doing artisanal baking and that kind of stuff, and, like, Kate's not into that. 
the more that we talk about this, I feel like maybe their PR people are already in touch, but they just can't settle on. They have like a, a Google Doc like list of like ideas for activities and like nothing is matching up. Like there's never been one thing that's been in both columns. <laughs> They're at a stalemate. Well, wait, there's one other part to this Katie Nichols report that I kind of love, which felt like a little bit of a dig to Megan, because of course, we remember how there was all the controversy about how she couldn't wear the tiara she wanted to for the wedding. Well, this source says makes a point of saying Kate gets the pick of the jewels for big occasions and the queen is happy to open her jewel box at another palace source. Kate has been clever to befriend Angela Kelly, who's in charge of the Queen's personal jewelry collection and oversees the loans. Generally, Kate is allowed to borrow whatever she fancies. Am I reading too closely into this, Josh? No, I love that. So, I mean, it's an interesting also that I feel like Kate isn't normally portrayed as, like, clever to befriend. Like, I like this kind of take of her being a little more, like, knowing how to handle the, her situations. I know. When we finally marry into the royal family, we are going to have the playbook, like, set. It's going to be so tight. <laughs> It's like, it's like someone, what's the context for this? But like people always are like, oh, befriend the doorman or befriend the, you know what I mean? Like it's always like people always say stuff like that. Let's talk about the move, I think, right? Because this move is weird. They actually released an official statement about the move, which I thought was odd. Like it came on the palace stationery, like PR release thing. So Harry and Meghan are moving to their fave spot, Frogmore Cottage, which is also where they had the reception or some part of their wedding festivities. Um, Julie, you've been to Windsor semi-recently, so I'm curious. You you offered some great intel when we were texting about that this weekend. Um, so they're, so they're going to be 25 miles outside of the palace. Windsor's not super hopping, right? No, the- there are so many surprising aspects to this move that I wouldn't expect because Meghan and Harry just seem like very big city people, like would want to go to yeah. like, fancy new restaurants and everything. But Windsor's this tiny, I didn't realize how tiny of a village it is, about an hour outside of London, especially with traffic. There were maybe like two restaurants there and one was in Eaton, like... I don't know. Like, what What the would bars? you do if you were trying to have a fun night in Windsor? Is there anything you can do? There's, like, one bar. I went to Prince Harry's Pub <laughs> for, like, a drink, but it was kind of a grim vibe. There isn't a single, like, organic foods grocery store. Absolutely no organic restaurant. No juicery. Like, what's Megan going to do? Just, it's right next to... I'm just, seeing, I'm just seeing Julie, Julie in, the, in our outline writing in all caps julie does not pull out in all caps very often i will tell you for context i do often go to the caps it just says julie did not spot a single natural food store or liquid juicery in windsor i feel like that's all that needs to be said about this move what's megan gonna do is she gonna get stuff like fresh directed in like i don't even understand right i mean i guess when you're that rich like the remoteness is a draw because (laughs) isn't that as big of an issue right because you can have everything brought to you but i didn't even see like a yoga studio i didn't see a gym it's also, I was reading a thing about how, because it's like a good hour away from London. 
So every time they come in for official business, they're just going to have to like, it's like a, it's basically like a commute situation, which is just weird for royals to me. Like wouldn't they just want to be in the thick of things when they have to go to so many events in London? That's what you would think unless they're just going to like pull out the chopper, I guess. But it's because Windsor's so known for the Queen's presence, it's all of these like tourist souvenir shops. It's very high concentration of just like British monarchy soup like Megan's face is everywhere so I can't even imagine what that's gonna do to her ego yeah I feel it, it's interesting I kind of raised an eyebrow or whatever when I saw that someone posited oh they want to do this move so that they have more like privacy and like they don't want anyone taking photos of them and like they're gonna have a kid soon and, like, that doesn't really seem like their M.O. Like, I mean, I could see where, like, down, especially because, like, down the road, as we've talked about, when George and Charlotte get older and there's, like, less focus on Harry and Meghan, like, they'll have plenty of time to just chill out. Like, I would have thought the next five, ten years they'd really want to kind of use their platform and, like, maintain a... I don't know. It was, that seemed, like, not what how I read them usually, that they wanted to, like, remove themselves completely. And especially Megan. Like, a lot of those fashion choices have not read, like... I, I want to blend into the scenery and be where, like, you know, in the bushes, like, of Windsor. Um, so a little more background. The cottage is going to need some renovations, which is somewhat controversial because... Like, the apartment they could have moved into in Kensington Palace was all ready for them to go. It had just been renovated. Right, and this is going to be taxpayers' dollars going to the renovation. So they're going to have to report everything that's been changed. And it's currently divided into... I thought this was confusing, too. So it's currently divided into five units as a palace staff home. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. The way... The look on Josh's face, you have never seen such disdain. (laughs) Well... It's just like they're choosing like the most logistically like challenging setup here. The Sun reports that the updated residence will feature a nursery, space for personal gym, and a yoga studio, which I guess means Megan won't have to travel for her yoga sessions. I think some people are wondering, though I've seen conflicting reports, that if Dorio might move in with them. But then I saw people saying she wasn't going to move in with them. There would be space, though, one would think. I think there's going to be five bedrooms or something like that. In Windsor, there's no kind of modern, new-agey vibe to it at all because you're right next to Eton, this historically famous boarding school that's educated like the richest men of... I don't know, it's very conservative and does not feel like Megan. It's also strange because Megan and Harry, from this one report I read, were allegedly going to root move into the apartment right next to William and Kate at Kensington Palace, right, Josh? Yeah. Like, I feel like we're both very close to our siblings, so, like, it doesn't seem weird to me, but then someone posted, like, oh, like, why would you want to live right next to your, like, sibling? And I was like, why wouldn't you? Like, to me, that seemed, like, so ideal, and then their kids would be growing up in the same sort of garden area together. Um, I was reading that, like, Part, part of this whole thing the, the the kind of theory that maybe they wanted more privacy that same kind of report indicated that oh well like you know there's it, it's very kind of like high profile if you're like raising kids in, in kensington palace you get the paparazzi you get like intrusive i don't know like whatever i feel like they were acting like oh like that megan and harry wouldn't want that for their son or daughter but like it sort of seems like that would have been so ideal 
They're really like removing right. themselves from the whole thing out there. I know. It's 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 bizarre to me. I still can't wrap my head around it. But I want to know, Josh, do you think Megan is letting Harry pick anything out for like all of these renovations? No. Does he get like one little man cave he's in charge of? Is she giving him any like pity assignment? I feel like maybe she's letting him do like one um Mm, I was going to say one room, but I don't even know about that. Maybe some sort of outdoor situation. She's like, oh, you can take care of the grill and like our sort of uh, our deck. I could see her not really. Actually, you know, she would care about the grill, though. That's the thing. I feel like she has a lot of home decor lifestyle opinions. And I don't feel like and I feel like she has good taste. She's a lifestyle blogger, for God's sake. I feel like she doesn't want a former lifestyle blogger, I should say. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I could see Harry wanting like a certain portrait to be hung and like her being like, sure, that's fine. Or like maybe he wants to bring in his um like Xbox or PlayStation and she's like, you can only use that up in this like one room or something. Right. I can definitely see that. Do you feel like maybe though, I don't know. I can't really tell like what, Maybe partly why they also wanted to move out here is like she has all these friends. I feel I feel like there's gonna be like a lot of people coming through to visit. That's like this other thought I have. Like I feel like she's gonna have Jessica Maroney coming through. She's gonna have the one who wrote that book we talked about last week coming through. Like I feel like she's just gonna kind of like have a sort of more of a fun open door vibe. Another down to Windsor that I just thought of was that like. What's her name? Samantha Markle is going to have such a better shot at like Getting seeing Megan <laughs> in that tiny little village. Wait, can you get can you get an Uber in Windsor? I have gotten an Uber in Windsor, but like one of the they shut off the streets anytime anything's happening at the castle because everything is just so close by and they it's hard to navigate like to get around if you're just a regular non-royal person because there's it's so much like, security that comes out. Julie also noted past residents of Frogmore Cottage. Can't wait for the pronunciation on this. Oh, God. I should not have chosen to embark on this. Russian Grand Duchess Xenia Romanov. Wait, is that is oh. that a Romanov? Like, of the Matthew Wiener show? Let me double check that while you read on. And Abdul Karim, who was recently popularized in the movie Victoria and Abdul, which I think stars Judy Dench, right, Julie? Judy Dench, yes. A very Disney-ish movie. Wouldn't recommend it, but the real story behind it is very fascinating. And yes, Xenia was a the elder daughter through and through Romanov of Emperor Nicholas II. What an interesting Empress- mix of residents at Frogmore Cottage. I know, a real who's who, a real smattering. So I think this is a good time to get into the drama amongst the four. Do you want to... Do it. Um, so this kind of goes along with what Josh and I were just talking about, about the spotlights. Harry allegedly has not loved the spotlight his wedding received. A source said, a Harry doesn't like it, and he's keen to protect Meghan from being too much in the public eye. According to The Sun, there has been a a bit of tension between the brothers. Now Harry and Meghan don't want to live next to William and Kate and want to strike out on their own. They need more room and hope Frogmore Cottage will be ready in time for when they have the baby. Per Katie Nichol, though, the problem isn't Meghan and Kate, but Harry and William. 
her source said, Kate and Megan are very different people and they don't have a lot in common. Well, yeah, but they have made an effort to get along. Any issues are between the brothers. It's not unusual for the brothers to come to loggerheads, and they have on several occasions. According to one of the prince's mutual friends, there was a fallout last Christmas when Harry told William he didn't think his older brother was doing enough to welcome Meghan into the family. Harry felt William wasn't rolling out the red carpet for Meghan and told him so. They had a bit of a fallout, which was only resolved when Charles stepped in and asked William to make an effort. That's when the Cambridges invited the the Sussexes to spend Christmas with them. Josh. I kind of am into this because I feel like so much of the focus has been... Well, two things. So much of the focus has been on Kate and Megan and like a potential tension or coldness. And I actually feel like this, when I read it, I was like, oh, that actually weirdly, the Harry William tension makes more sense to me somehow. I feel like, especially because Megan's new to the family, like the most likely thing, what's that thing like Occam's razor? I can't believe I just brought that up. But like, <laughs> like the like simplest want thing, uh, reason for something is usually the right one. Like, I don't feel like Megan... As much as, like, we love Hurricane Megan, what Megan wants, Megan gets, and all of those narratives, I do feel like the likeliest thing probably is that Harry was the one who wanted to move. I feel like, you know what I mean? I just sort of feel like they're, like the, they, they're the ones that have been in this the longest before Kate and Megan were around. They have the most, like, history between them, having, obviously, their brothers. So I just feel like this makes sense to me, that somehow there was, like, tension between the two of them more than, like, Kate and Megan tension. I just feel like that doesn't seem as likely. Um, So I just felt, like, disconnected. You know, like, sometimes you read one of these items and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, like, I'm kind of seeing this. And then also... So, but then that said, the only thing that I thought was maybe a little surprising was that I do feel like, at least from the outside, it seemed like they really, the whole family made a big effort to include Megan from the get-go. Like, I just felt like she was immediately at the Queen's for Christmas at Sandringham. She was, like, doing all those events. She was, like, did that interview where she talked about how much she had seen everyone and, like, knew all of the family and, like, Charles and Camilla so maybe maybe it's true that William wasn't super outgoing in terms of being welcoming, but I, I was sort of surpri- I was surprised that that was like the source of tension. But the tension itself didn't surprise me, if that makes sense. Right, but he's like the future king of England. He has now three kids. What was Harry expecting? Yeah, like like, make like a multiple paperless and- <laughs> posts, like inviting Meghan over for like a barbecue. I'm just curious, like, what the fallout, like, what the inciting incident, what led Does to the Does this strike you, too, was. as, like, this is such a sibling-ish thing that, like, maybe there was, like, um a passive-aggressive, like, maybe that, uh, it could be, like, a completely different reason than this, but, like, this was sort of what, um like, Harry says was actually going on, but maybe it was something else. I don't know, I just feel like this is one of these, like, sibling things that, like, there's something else actually going on behind it. Right, and it seems like... Harry has a very quick trigger when it comes to Megan between the what Megan wants, Megan gets. It's just like if she is wronged, like that is the one you do not want to cross Harry. Yeah, like maybe Megan. like maybe William used the wrong email address on an invite and Megan didn't get it. And then like Harry was so furious that like and it was like all a misunderstanding. But like I could Harry seems very high tense, high tension about Megan related issues. Do you- do you think he's ever punched a wall? 
I don't know. I, I, I feel <laughs> like definitely he's a good candidate for one of those. You know, those guys who are really into like boxing or whatever. I just said boxing yeah. as if it was like an unknown like <laughs> realm that like no one's ever like charted. Um, <laughs> this rare martial arts. <laughs> I could see Harry doing like karate or like punching a punching bag kind of thing. He definitely needs like some stress relief, anger relief activities. Um, but I'm intrigued by this story. I don't know. Don't you feel like it seems plausible? Weirdly, I do. I feel like it. This makes a lot. Because you're so sense. you're so right. The, like the, we've now seen a number of these reports of like something happens with Megan and then Harry freaks out. Right, and like God knows, our relationships with our siblings are loaded. But can you even imagine the tension when one of you is like the king of England, and there's always these competing false reports out there, and. I don't know. I do feel kind of sad, though. Like, I've, whenever I've seen it written up as, like, their double act is over or, like, the brothers are now going to, like, go their separate ways, it's sort of sad. Well, this is my question. Do you think Megan... Because there are some women, I feel like, who kind of thrive on conflict. Do you mm, think... I like I don't. I don't... <laughs> we're getting to the psych realm here. Do you think Megan is, like, trying to encourage them to go to some sort of, like, siblings counseling or Mm. something? Is she trying to repair this relationship or is she just, like, hands off? That's a tough one for me. Usually I have a gut feeling. I could see her more doing the former. Like, trying to, like, mediate a little bit. Or, like, Harry, call your brother. Like, you know, um, kind of trying to be sort of, like, no bad energy, Megan. Like, you know, peacekeeper. Um, like, let's not have conflict. We're bringing a baby into the world. Like, <laughs> positive energy only, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, we want our son and daughter to enter a world where, like, his uncle and dad get along. Um, like, I could see that more than I see her being like, let's withdraw. Right. Right. That's, that's a good call. But either way, you know, it's like full throttle. Like, I do think yeah. she does well in these scenarios, I bet. Oh, I'm sure. And like, it's like texting Jessica Mulroney about it, like stuff like that. Like right, sending her right. mom She's... like minute by minute updates, like William just called and Harry didn't pick up, like that kind of thing. She just, I'm sure she like just dyed Harry some sort of like feelings journal. Yeah. Like got, it, got him a new like crystal to like meditate with or whatever. I love that. I think that's probably true. Okay. The moment we've all been waiting for, I think. Melissa. Ooh, Melissa. It's like every the universe answered our request. I know better. It doesn't happen often. Also, we moved record we had to move recording and it like just happened that like we moved it so if we hadn't been able if we hadn't moved it, Melissa would have come out after. It's just like it was like the universe like wanted us to like to be able to record about this. Um Right. So the quick recap is that the Daily Mail had already released a report that sort of took the internet by storm that Megan's personal assistant, who went by the one name, Melissa, had abruptly, emphasis on abruptly, quit the job just six months in. Um, and there was no explanation given, but some kind of fawning quotes from the Daily Mail that I should have committed to memory, but haven't, but just about how talented she is as a person. And like, she's this great assistant. Julie and I are like trying to get those same references for our <laughs> resumes. <laughs> but it was a real, really unprecedented gesture from the palace. So 
there was all this confusion. Like, why was the palace kind of giving these, like, really nice quotes about this aide who left after six months? And we all we knew about her was her name was Melissa. So, Julie, what is the story? The Daily Mail has tracked down a woman they claim is Melissa. They say that Melissa is actually Melissa... Now, I'm going to need your help, Josh. Tauti? Uh, Does that seem right? There are a lot of vowels in yeah, this name. Yeah, it's a T-O-U-A-B-T-I. If someone can leave, if, leave us a voicemail if anyone knows the knows the pronunciation, yeah. please. But Melissa T is a 39-year-old French woman. She previously worked for Robbie Williams, which makes sense because as we know, Robbie's kind of tight with the royal family. His daughter was in Eugenie's wedding. He was a guest at Eugenie's wedding. Um, and the source says Robbie Williams is a lively character, but she worked for him longer than she worked for Megan. So they make it seem like Robbie was a walk in the park for Melissa compared to Megan. Josh, there is amazingly no trace, really, of Melissa online. We checked, but Josh found the most incredible entry. I'm going to let him reveal it. So, of course, I find out her last name. I immediately search for her on Instagram. Nothing there. Search for her you know, just on Google. Very little, if anything. And Basically, it's one of those things where everything you get on Google is just the write-ups in the past 24 hours about her identity. So, like, there's nothing before that. Um, but then I found one link a few pages into the search that just looked about right. And then I clicked on it, and it was a Facebook post uh, where she submitted onto, like, a brand page for Koyo Yogurt. And it was a contest that this yogurt brand launched in 2011. This is my favorite detail I've ever uncovered. And I've been a journalist for a while, so I don't know what that says. But the winner of our World Vegan Month Koyo Vegan Recipe Competition is Melissa Melissa Tua... Tua I, don't, I do not know how to say her last name. Melissa, the, the, the right last name with the right spelling, with her recipe below... And then they provide Melissa's winning contest winning breakfast smoothie recipe, which involves one cup of frozen banana. <laughs> I'm going to read out every ingredient for all of you. You have to read it at this point. Please. One tablespoon of almond butter, one cup of vegan protein powder, one cup of granola, one glass of almond milk. I wouldn't say this is the most innovative of recipes of all time, but you know. And then two big scoops of Koyo, I guess this yogurt. Um, you blend it together, she says, pour it into a glass and enjoy some Koyo goodness. Divine. I am 100, I'll say 99% sure this is the same Melissa, because the idea that Megan's aid for six months, I feel like all Megan even needed to know when she was hiring was seeing this recipe. I feel like Megan loved this. And the fact that she had a winning but breakfast smoothie recipe, I feel like what accomplishment could be more admired by Megan Markle than that? Um, for World Vegan Month. No for less. World Vegan Month. Uh, I am sure this is her. I feel like I'm shocked in a weird way knowing this, that they didn't get along better. I mean, that almost makes the fact that things didn't work out even more shocking because I'm like, this woman was perfect for Megan. I mean, unless Melissa got in there and was like, wait, I should be like, it was too competitive, but I don't even Ooh, want to say. Or maybe it was like she started making her special recipes and Megan was like, why are we not on the TIG uh, recipe book manual that's in the binder? The Daily Mail also had a photo of Melissa. She looks lovely. 
God knows our phone lines are, are open. Let me just shout out that phone number in case Melissa or any of her friends are listening. That is 347-790-0966. We yes, we, love... we need, we're so eager for any Melissa Intel. Not the last name is out there. Maybe it jogged something in your memory. Maybe you went on a summer program with her. Maybe you... Maybe she served you the smoothie. I mean, I love that the only trace of her on the internet, and like I'm just taking it as fact at this point, even though I get that it's not, is that she had this winning smoothie recipe. It's so perfect. What do you think, now that we know the slightest bit more about her, the Robbie Williams detail in this, like, what, do you have any new theories of what went, what happened? I do like the kind of like competing, uh, kind of like cooking meal prep vibe theory right i robbie williams isn't especially in london i feel like he's a much bigger deal higher profile right so this isn't her first time working for a high profile person i do wonder if we'll ever hear from robbie i know i know well i feel like even putting robbie into this melissa universe i feel like this could open up a lot of doors for people in that circle for people who knew melissa while working with robbie to come forward so i'm really I'm really praying for that because we know Melissa must have signed some crazy confidentiality agreement, but all the people who knew and loved Melissa in her former life have not. So please come forward. I also just feel like Robbie's so in the mix with like the Royals that this is also kind of, it's like, I almost wonder, I feel like this must be a big topic of gossip right now because I feel like they must then, exactly, they must all know Melissa some way. If she was, like, his, or they, they must be aware of her. They might not have, like, known her super well. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like there's definitely, like, more that's going to come out about this, which I'm so excited about. Who knew that Robbie Williams would become such an intrigu- intriguing royal-adjacent figure between, like, his no-nonsense daughter who gave Fergie the business about being a princess? I forgot about that. That's so true. Also, this adds, like, another weird element to the Megan... I might... No, yeah, right. I have this right. Because the Megan Eugenie tiara conflict... Like, it's interesting that presumably, this might be way too much of a stretch, but it's interesting that presumably Melissa and Eugenie would know each other because Eugenie and Robbie Williams are very close. Like, Robbie sang at the reception and stuff. Right. I mean, it's so. I wonder if that has something to do with the Megan Melissa tension. I I beg of anyone to, to call in with intel. Okay, so last week we mentioned how one of Megan's friends who has remained in her circle wrote a novel with a character based on Megan. Um, and one of our devoted listeners, La La Land, did God's work. He read the novel and he passed along, I guess, a summary from Amazon in which he says you can very clearly tell who the thinly veiled character based on Megan is. Josh, do you want to read this? Sure. I hope we are able to figure it out after that setup. Um, after living in New York City for four years and reaching a dead end on her acting career, oh God, Allison Craft needs a new role. Time for a career change. When she reads about the world famous Sally Steele Cosmetics Studio, Allison quickly swoops in to make a good impression and land a job as an assistant to the diva herself. Surrounded by fantastic new hues of blushes, eyeshadows, and glasses, 
Allison loves her new job and the new swag. Even better, she discovers she's actually really good at it. But in the midst of juggling her love life, crazy family members, and the grueling demands of a jealous, flaky boss who could put Miranda Priestley to shame, Allison starts to question her choices. How long before the pretty face cracks for good? I mean, it's confusing, though, because I assume that Allison is the one people think is Megan, but some of it doesn't quite track. Right. She has the crazy family members. She the has crazy the family members. The dwindling kind of acting career. Right. Coming in as an assistant to like a Miranda Priestley type. I guess if you see Miranda as the queen. Well, right. Well, this was written before. So maybe. Oh, right, 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 right. I, I'm putting it on like the current situation, which I shouldn't. But maybe it would be very meta if Megan ended up. Maybe she wasn't Samantha Steele. She wasn't the diva, right? Interesting theory deposit, though. Maybe, maybe Megan's Megan can be found in every single character. Is really the lesson here, right? That is the lesson. I'm curious to read any um other takes on if anyone has read the book and has thoughts on. Like, I, I want more details about, like, how much we can glean about if it's Megan. Like, if Allison has a side lifestyle blog, then we know it's supposed to be Megan. Right, or, like, a very quick first marriage that dissolved under mysterious circumstances. Ooh, I like that. But thank you, La La Land, for the intel. And I'm sure there'll be more books. I'm surprised none of her... We haven't really heard much from any of the friends trying to, like, leak anything or do much recently, but no one's tried to cash in yet. It may happen eventually, but not yet. Not yet. All right. Well, so, I mean, we need Melissa Intel, clearly. So if anyone has any, let us know. Um, Thoughts on the move we would love to hear about. The Kate crying thing, which continues to be so bizarre but interesting, let us know. That does it for this week's episode of In the Limelight. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please remember to rate, review us on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. Now you can reach out and leave us a voicemail. That number is 347-790-0966. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight and follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. We're also on Instagram at In the Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by Danielle Roth. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. And until then, no no bad bad energy. energy.